basically are uh, here with me. So tell us more about yourselves and your business. Sure, so Rob Poyle, CEO of GTS. We are a life science, engineering, and executive search firm. A lot of the work that we do is basically supporting uh, life sciences skill sets from preclinical research through scaling up and commercializing, whether it be a drug or technology, mm -hmm. uh, pharma, biotech, medical device, uh, some uh, supplier support as well in the CMO and CRO space. Uh, some of the skill sets that we uh, work on are regulatory affairs, quality assurance, manufacturing support, laboratory science. Uh, I don't want to take all the, uh, the thrill out of Craig's uh, 30 <laughs> seconds here, but yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Yeah, and then uh, I'm Greg Hoyle. I'm our COO. I jumped on board uh, about a year ago, actually, about a year and two days ago with GTS uh, and I do a lot more with our recruiting operations, making our processes more efficient, which helps our clients get the talent in this space a lot faster. And then also consulting the clients with process efficiencies on their end to make sure when we identify the right candidates, we don't lose them to a competitor. Um, so that's where I spend the majority of my time. Yeah, and we have similar mindsets and it's people, the process, and then uh, I'm the profit, and what's your your third one is performance. Performance, right? So three P's either way, and we're 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 hitting them. We, there are critical parts of your business, right? So um, if you don't have the right people in the right seats, you're not going to succeed. If you don't have the right processes, it's hard for you to scale and keep growing, right? Absolutely. So the way I look at people is more in the leadership style, right? And then the process is really your sales process, and people in in between that is more like building your personas out and knowing who you're talking to. And then the profits will come after you have those two lined up, in my opinion, right? And for you, the performance is really what you want in the long run, right? You want yep. the right people in the right spot to help you get the end result of a new product or moving it through regulatory pipeline or um, building out the marketing platform, whatever the case may be. So on the people side, you have a good team here, you're a growing business. What are your biggest challenges on the people side? The biggest challenge is and always probably will be hiring the right people. Mm -hmm. What we do for our clients, interestingly enough, is as applicable for us. Uh, I had somebody say to me one time, do you follow your own hiring process that you would advise to a client? <laughs> yeah, right. uh, but you just practice what you preach yeah. and it's like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. you do what I say, kid, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, but Greg and I are always talking about hiring the right people. And it's funny because I may seem sometimes like I'm not that worried about it, but I am. And, you know, all day we, you know, we've got Sam out there, John, Parker, Diana. We're all great people. Mm -hmm. And from day one, starting the company, we've had really great people working for us, and we've also lost great people. Mm -hmm. Keeping those folks, keeping them engaged, training them, developing, getting them to the next level of their career is the only way that we get to be successful and right. move to the next level of this company. So it's really important. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think our biggest 
um, we'll say gap that we're constantly working on is just making sure not only the right uh, people, but they, they understand why we're doing what we're doing, right? So it's not only people that will follow you because I think both of us kind of like wearing that leader hat, but understand why they're following us and why they're following a process that we set out for them. So, you know, kind of folks that are good uh, at, at taking orders, but also being a little bit more cerebral and understanding, okay, so this is why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, because that's that's big for us because I think that's where you really get the commitment instead of just okay I'm gonna do a B and C today right right I'm gonna do a B and C today and this is how it's gonna impact our clients and then a candidate looking to, to make a move the people who get it they want to be in that position and are capable of doing it, right and that's yep. really yep. the right the right mindset that you want to build out um, you know and I think there, I recently took the culture index. I don't know if you guys have heard of it yet. Um, a friend of mine did it for me on the arm and I learned a great deal about myself and, and pivoted my business accordingly. Um, because before I was really just, you know, shotgun blast. I kind of narrowed it down to more of the, the operational side and that's how I focus. And I always have that, that process in mind and I always have the people skills. And the leadership skills, but now I have to focus more on the process side of it and building it out for, for companies. And, and that's kind of, it was mind altering. Like, this is where you, you are trying to do. This is exactly what you're built to do. So try to work more in nature versus nurture. Yeah. Right. And it was like, Oh, and then I had my wife do it. And I was like, well, I learned a lot more about her. <laughs> and it was interesting because, um, you know, he's a military guy like me. He's like, yeah, you guys are, very different, you know, and we're very similar in some respect. We're both very impatient people, and but we also have like a battery that doesn't that doesn't end, right? So we can push ourselves harder than other people and take on a lot more than other people can. So that's kind of where we are in people's life. One of the things that we learned last year, Greg and I are both really good at the leadership, big big picture vision. Mm -hmm. We're also very good at the training here's the right things to do. Mm -hmm. We're not so great all the time at managing and implementing and wanting to be following up with it. So we've actually learned that for ourselves to say, hey, we need to take an active approach to be able to do this, right? Yeah. You can't just tell somebody, here's here's the tools and go do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also implementing and managing. So that's where I'm good, right? Where I would be like, hey, this is, you're the, and they talked about this in the, in the training was that you're the visionaries. You guys think way far ahead and you're, you're not into minutiae. You don't want to get, you have the vision. Mm -hmm. You need someone to integrate and do the, the grind. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, so you guys actually have an interesting dynamic. Your brother's working together. I mean, my brother and I would probably knock each other out. We're, we're very different. Uh, how do you guys manage that? I mean, I think that's a, an interesting part of the business for you guys. Uh, I see this, the, the grins of all your yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, the, the good thing is, is that, you know, we, we come from obviously a very similar background, but our lens and how we think, see things is very different. And from our similarities, we're also very different as to the, you know, I think we complement one another, right? We're both not trying to pull exactly the same thing and we're not stepping on each other's feet. You guys have separated lanes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's what, and I think specifically, that's been one of the things that, that I value most is that this is my lane mm -hmm. in the operations bucket, and a lot of the best. Rob had a lot of really good best practices set up before I got here, and it was really the implementation, the discipline, keeping to those, you know, best practices, right? And then keeping your pulse, right? Keeping the same yep. do, 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 do constant, yeah. And then Rob's business development motor, and that's, I'll always admit this, and you know, I think that's a big thing is seeing other business development people that you know have a, a you know, a better well-tuned motor i was asking him the other day like hey how do you remember all these people that you met three months later you remember where you met them at and, and how you met them and you know i'm like i I'm like i have no idea how you do that all the time and he's just on it. yeah i'm the same very similar that way because uh you know you're constantly i remember people's faces i'm not always great with names right and i think it's one of the benefits of linkedin is like you can relate the face to the name and yeah. that question um, we actually met at a Chamber of Commerce uh, executive roundtable, I think it was, uh, at the Pyramid, right? Pyramid Club. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that was over a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, little things like that. I remember what we talked about, like, what do you do? And we were just, and, you know, we got, and we actually connected on LinkedIn and we built a relationship from there. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think that, that dynamic that you guys know your lanes and know what you're handling because you can't do it all mm -hmm. and neither can you yep. so you got to delegate out some of the work so that you know hey greg this is this is your role this is my role let's do this together and keep pushing forward right interestingly enough on the um other aspect of it ran the company for five years without greg being right mm -hmm. came on came on last year during that five-year period and now i have an executive coach i'm working with too but yep. uh I never had anybody outside of the business looking in and saying, hey, Rob, you should do this like this, or this is wrong, or just that good, honest feedback that you get yeah. from somebody who doesn't care, you know, that you're the, <laughs> the quote unquote yeah, founder, yeah. boss, whatever. Right, right. Greg came in in his first two weeks and gave me that feedback, and I was sitting there like, <laughs> like probably ill advised. I've been doing this for five years of my own. Right. This <laughs> is a little different for me, right? I'm not used to that reaction. These things happen to me, you know, earlier on in my career. I was getting a lot of feedback, but yeah. it's great having him on board. And now I know that if there is something that's going wrong or it can be done better, he's not going to be, he doesn't give a shit. Right. He's going to tell me, kind of like exactly. That. Bag, this is what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think there's that I, I feel safe in having those conversations, That's good, though. right? Like, they, yeah, there's that courage piece which we always look for in our people. And you know, it's, it's not this big, scary event, but some people make it this big, scary event. I feel safe having that conversation. And yeah, are the responses always immediately great? No, but usually after you know, a little bit of a deep thought. It, we we end up being on the same page. It's also a small team, right? You guys aren't like a 500 person organization, so you can't have that. You know, I see you across the way. You know, I see you five feet away from me. Like you can have that conversation, and you can hear a lot about what you're talking about. So I think that's very interesting when you have a family, you know, a family unit working together to grow a company. Now it's totally different than just you yeah. as a proprietor. Um, and I think there's probably a big learning curve for you more than anything else giving up some of that control. Yeah. Well, I actually ended up being very happy I'm able to go. Yeah. Cause <laughs> honestly, uh, in the past six months, let alone a year ago, I've done more business development than I've ever had since the company was founded. Right. You know, when you have to manage the team kind of by yourself, it's a totally different thing. And Greg comes in with the ability to just run the whole show 
doesn't matter where on the earth I'm at, he can just do it. Yeah. Uh, you fan. know that the ship is sailing yeah. and moving in the direction that you set. Yep. You know, and that's the biggest thing. And as a company too, we've got a lot of our, you know, our senior recruiters are getting to different levels in their career where they can manage the accounts by themselves. They don't need that much guidance anymore. Yeah. yeah. So from here, it's just how do we get more folks like that up to that level? So what do you think is the right uh, person for the roles that you're looking to fill or when you're ready? The age-old debate, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you guys have a value set that you put down on paper, things like that? Yeah, uh, we do. I mean, we pretty much hire for character traits. Mm -hmm. We hired Parker uh, back in September, and I, I liked Parker because I play basketball ball with him on Tuesday nights or whatever it is. And he's just a hardworking guy. Mm -hmm. he, he's smart enough to get what we do. But the big thing is, he's hardworking. He's driven. We don't have to motivate this guy. Yeah. Right. We can. We have a motor and just goes boom. Exactly. And then he wants to take it on. Uh, so it's really character traits, right? I, I can't. Mo this, I know that I can say some really great motivation. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not self motivated, it doesn't matter what I say. Exactly. It just doesn't matter. I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I look for certain traits when I hire reps, uh, especially in sales. You have to have fallen and gotten back up before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you can't, oh yeah. Like that's the boxer in me, like you've been knocked down, you better get up. Right. Right. I played rugby 15 years, you get hit from every direction, you better get up. Your teammates need you to get up and pull your weight. Otherwise yeah. I don't need you on my team. Right. So those kind of traits and I, I look for certain traits, military athletes, yep. right? Because they do have that mindset like I have to keep moving people are relying on me to yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I try and get past to what they're going to tell me when we interview them. And like, I had a paper route when I was 11 years old. It was because my older brothers had paper routes. <laughs> yeah. And they, they kind of, we created a loophole there. And I just took this is our route. Yeah. Coil owns it. Coil rules. Coil rules. And I worked with all the way to college and writing everything there. So those are the things that, you know, not people that are exactly like me, but also people that knew what it was to be hardworking yeah. to yeah, yeah. pay for rent and food and yeah. everything. That That's happened. one thing my father always instilled in us uh, is hard work. You never get anything free. If you want it, just go out and get it, right? Uh, my first car, I was I had to buy it myself, my own money. I worked for Mason in the summertime, tarring foundations. Just take yeah. gasoline baths every night. Nice. You know, uh, moving around, you know, cinder blocks, carrying around, you know, wheelbarrows of cement across the two, you know, yep. a two by six crater, you know, like, um, and then, you know, doing whatever I had to do to get the money to do it. Then he's like, listen, I can't put the insurance under your, my name. You're gonna cost me too much money. You gotta do it yourself. So I had to pay for my insurance. And for a 16 year old boy, it's like, yeah, you know, Two thousand dollars every six months. You're like, you better. I was working to have a car. That was it. Yeah. Because we lived in the middle of nowhere. I had to have it. Otherwise, I couldn't see my friends. Like, I'm not driving you. You're 16. Drive your ass there, right? Or ride your bike. Yeah. Um. So you know that that hard works, and the whole family's been that way. You know, and and I think that's more of the reason why. Like, I said this in a prior podcast was all of us have gone and done some entrepreneurial stuff at some point. Like my my dad always had a side hustle. Yep. Um, my mom started her own, you know, two of her own businesses from nothing and built them up. My grandfather, my sister, my brother, you know, all our families are, they have that entrepreneurial mindset, you know, yep. it's there. And you obviously have the same thing, it's the same values of working hard and build something from nothing. It's yours. 
Yeah. So, um, process, right? So process is both part of our businesses, the process of hiring the right people and putting them in the right place for other companies. But on your process side, how do you, and I guess it's maybe more your question on the BD side, um, is Rob and I, or Craig and I talked about it over our lunch meeting. How do you go out, what's your process to go out and, and get new, new clients? Good, uh, great question. So now compared to where I was 10 Good to great, I love it, good to great. Jim Collins, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Compared to where I was 10 years ago, you know, when you start your career, it's all cold calling and these people don't know you and when GTS started, nobody knew GTS. Mm -hmm. So it was like- You're building a brand. Exactly, putting a brand and it's not like you just working on territory. Yeah. These days, it's much different for me. When I, when I hear about, very say, hey, there's CAR-T cell therapy company in Philly, Go get them. First thing I do is I send an email out to 20 to 25 of my really good connections. And I let them tell me who knows whatever contacted the company mm -hmm. and make an introduction for me. Yep, and it's right. the same thing that I do for people that would, would be targeting a company as well. So it's I'm in with a group of super connectors, you would mm -hmm. call it, or just networking in general. And influencers, the, right? Yeah, yep. That's where I go. A lot of the clients that we're getting are made from introductions and I'm not even targeting the company these days. So what I call this is, I, I call this like advanced sales techniques. You're building relationships over 10 or 15 years and people know that you're gonna connect them and vice versa. So when you start giving it forward first, it'll come back to you. Have you Everybody ever, need it, you can get it. Have you read Bob Berg, The Go-Giver? Yes, yes. So it's book. the same exact thing, yep. right? Like, and Adam Grant's give and take, yep. uh, same exact thing. You give, 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 it'll yep. come back. Now, the big thing with that, yep. is patience. Yeah, I think as to what, uh, I know from my profile, I'm a very impatient person. So I've had to learn to quell that mm -hmm. impatience and, and still work the process and, and keep with it. Otherwise, yeah. I'm like, no, no, let's go faster. You know, like, yeah. you know, you're not moving fast enough. Let's go, let's go. And, and I'm very hard on myself because of it. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I've learned. I'm, I've been like on an EQ journey for like the last three years and like make yourself a better person. You've, you've gotten by on your traits and on your personality and, and your aggression. Maybe I should tone that back a little bit because some people, people are intimidated by it. And have you ever read, um, and another book I'm a book parent, so uh, Dan Kahneman's uh, Thinking Fast and Slow. He talks about how people make decisions in system one very quickly, system two takes some time to process. Mm -hmm. People make first impressions with system one. When they first meet you, you either get, you have three seconds yep. and that's it. Yep. Maybe a second to make that first impression. Yep. And if you don't, then you lose that and you have to build it up and it's a pain, right? Because right. think, oh, is this guy trustworthy? Is this guy gonna murder me in the corner? You know, like, or is he gonna crush me? You know, like, it, and so I think uh, being males especially, it's harder because if you have, if you're semi-fit and you have a square jaw and you're big, people are like, that guy's gonna murder me, you're gonna crush me, and people get intimidated quickly. And so you have to quell that with a smile, right? Right. And, and that's a little thing that tends to make a big difference. So um, I think on the process side, you're having people do the work for you and make the introductions, but then you're paying it back the same way, yeah. right? And that's kind of how we started talking. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I, I shared some tools with with uh, with Rob about or Greg uh, about sorry <laughs> uh, about you know how to target different people and to find out more insights when you're doing the cold side of it, right? Mm -hmm. the, uh, the outbound and some of the tools that I shared. I don't know if you've started using them yet. Yeah. But, um, 
hopefully that, that helpful and you can give you some insight because if you are trying to build out from different areas, you can find out a lot of the person before you even talk to them. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of tools oh, yeah. that help. So. Um, Doing your research is, is <coughs> I mean, that's the difference between the cold call and warm call, right? I mean, you don't know about your, your target. So in my sale process are, I call it the recon sales process, right? The military and, and the orthopedic mind of my body. Uh, <coughs> R is the biggest and longest prop part of the process, the research side of it, right? So who are you targeting? What are they like? Where do they find that their information? Um, what do you know about them based on their profiles in several different areas or websites, whatever. You could do due diligence through your connections and say, hey, what do you know about Joe Smith? Well, this is, he's, I played tennis with him twice a week, you know? Oh, great. That's awesome. You know, and little things like that will help you get your foot in the door uh, and then build that, that rapport very quickly when you actually do connect with them. So, um, that's what I think for, from my lens coming from, I came from, you know, one of the largest, uh, firms in North America to a smaller outfit, that patience piece and the strategy around what we get to do. Mm -hmm. That's basically the advice that I would give anyone. You're very transactional, tactical. You've got to hit a certain amount of emails and phone calls. And when you're working for the big company, that patience piece, I always, yeah. well, I always knew that's what made me successful because I knew the people that I was talking to valued that I didn't call them every day mm -hmm. and I didn't call them every week and they appreciated that I was there every four to six weeks mm -hmm. and wasn't bugging the hell out of them when I wasn't checking, checking in. Well. Right, right. So that piece was always, I had a little bit more of that and this, Rob's taught me this, I've always followed buildings because I had a territory. So whoever is in the building now might not be in the building five years from now, uh, people and companies. And this, uh, the buildings are out because we're not bound by mm -hmm. the territory, but the you know, going to conferences, meeting people, remember where they're coming from, how you might be able to help them out. Yeah. That's definitely helped me improve my game a, a ton, which is something he's able to teach me. That's what sales is, right? You have a challenge, you have a problem, I have a solution. And that's really it, right? I mean, you can make it more complex than that, or you can simplify it. I was talking to my sister last night, She's a farmer rep and I'm like, and I was probing her, I'm like, do you have a sales process that you follow? She goes, no. I go, what? <laughs> and she goes, uh, you know, we go, we have the data on, on the doctors who writes your lesson. I'm like, okay. So you might, you might have developed a process over time, but what are your trains? Like, oh, they just sent a digital supplement on the paper. I'm like, that's fine, but do you remember each step and how do you, differentiate yourself in each step. She goes, well, you know, our job is to close on every step. I said, okay, now you're sounding like a car salesman. Like, what, tell me. And I had to pull it from her. And I was like, I trained her in some respect in the car conversation, but I'm like, so tell me how you research. Well, I just look at the numbers. Okay, let's say you're going after Dr. X who doesn't write for you right now. What's your process? She's like, well, I don't really have one. I'm like, let's talk through it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because I can help you grow your business from the outside in by offering you that insight. So that was very helpful. She's like, let's talk some more. And it says I didn't know meeting. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's kind of weird. Like when you don't have a process written down or even something in your head that you can put on paper and say, this is what we do, this is how we yeah. do it. And then rinse and repeat. So God forbid you have turnover, you right. might be able to train the new people to do that. 
it's one of the things that we're working on right now actually it's, it's our key initiative this year is setting so we know all the things we need to teach these guys yeah but having it all down in one place and actually we're going to just put it up to an e-learning platform so that from day one here's what you do this week yeah here's what you do six months later yeah uh but that continued education on the process so for us there's two processes right there's the sales process that if Greg and I had needed to follow up, we would, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the recruiting process is something that needs to be managed and, and followed and improved every single day of the week. So uh, you guys have both told me that you have like a certain step process for bringing out new talent, mm-hmm. right? Do you have it written out? In terms of internal hiring? Yes. No, in terms like when you bring on a client, you have a process that you follow, right? With mm-hmm. the client. With the client. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's written out. Yep. So now we just got to do it internally. Yes. Right? Right. right. And okay. it's about 30% written out. Yeah. I mean, that's the hardest part is putting, I started doing the same thing and it's, it's time consuming. Yeah. Yep. If you're like all the stuff, oh, I didn't, I forgot that. And you go back and reread it again. Like you forgot a step, you have to go back and you're written yeah. in. You have to, this is the patience piece. You have to take a step back from running in your day to day and say, if we actually sit down and take the time to get this done, then the team can move forward at a higher level. Have you read Traction yet? I don't think so. It's a good book. You should definitely read it. I just finished it. It's tons of great insight for getting that traction and even when you're from the company forward. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like more laser focused because of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm I'm moving in the right direction, which is all I really care about. For me, the mindset of move forward, the ball, keep advancing, you know? Yeah. Um, It's an idea too about working on the business versus working in the business. Right. You can totally get caught up <laughs> yeah. doing the, the productivity part. Like the, there's endless amounts of work that we can just do here. Yep. But if we don't work on the bigger picture of the business and take the time to do that, we get caught up in the minutia, we're never going to be able to grow. Yeah, and I think one of the things they talked about in the book, and I just took a class on objectives and key results. I know you refer to OKRs. Mm-hmm. That's what Google uses and Intel. Yeah. And, um, basically, it's a measurable 30-day or 90-day uh, evaluation, right? So you give yourself an objective. Let's grow the business by 10%. Great. How are you going to do that? Break it down and you do like say five key results to do that, but measurable key results. So let's say add 10 new clients or place 10 new people mm-hmm. and you only place three, you get 30% grade on that. And then you take for each one and you get an average of all say five key results on the top line. So maybe your average is 70% or it's 30%, you've failed. <laughs> so, you know, you set your bar, you say uh, anything above 65% is good for me, 70 or whatever, it means you're moving more forward, right? And, but it gives you a measurable quarterly evaluation of yourself and your team, and then you can break it out to your teammates. You know, like here, this is your key result. You have to handle, how are you gonna do that? So then you break it down even more. So it's great for sales, and I, I'm gonna start implementing it in my training, so. Yeah. Um, Profit side, tell me your challenges there. And obviously I think for most businesses, it's very similar, but tell me what your challenges might be. Yeah, so there's there's two things that, that we, uh, the, one of the great things about working with my executive coach is he has made me dig into the finance part. And actually I'm nowhere near where he wants me to be, but I'm much further than I was a year ago. Right, right. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we're working on as a company is to get as many retained searches versus contingent as we can. Yeah. It's hard for us to sit here and say, 
here's how, how much money we're going to make in the second quarter, right? It's not, uh, we're not selling widgets and there's a hundred thousand that are going to sell next month, right? It's a service. Um, so how do there's we get, ebbs and flows. Exactly. Yeah. How do we get more stable? Well, the number one way is to sell more retained search services. Um, we're doing a pretty good job of that. Uh, the other piece that we worry about is collecting money. This is like the thing that keeps me awake at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, clients want to pay you when they want to pay you, and you've just got to kind of deal with it. Yeah. Uh, one of my really good contacts told me that uh, it's lawyers, then recruiters for the last two people who get paid. <laughs> I don't know how we got above the lawyers. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, my accountant, I wait for it to pay him last, but you don't return on investment. Actually, so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but those are, are really it's what is the continued profit going to be, right? And then where are our benchmarks for for what revenue should be. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing is making sure that we keep expenses down. Yeah. Um, keep your fixed costs down. Yeah. Well, then we spent probably three times the amount of money last year on conferences and marketing and travel. And this year we'll spend even more than that. But those things have led to more accounts, more, more clients, more yeah. business. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, the amount of business that we have to fill is very high right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is, hey, I'm not complaining about Yeah. Especially yeah. this time of year. Like, you know, expect them to be busy this time of year. Yeah. Then carry over right but that's a result of you know five or six different things Greg coming on last year allowed me to do more business development we're six years in business now clients are calling us back early on yep. all this stuff uh, plus the market is right now yep uh, so it, it's good a lot of people hiring right now yeah yeah so yeah um, no I'm the best sales guy on the planet okay? that's the reason why I'm the best. <laughs> okay no, it is. it's, it's super hot uh, it's not that hard to get the job it's hard to find people so I think, uh, you know, there's um, obviously tools to help you guys with that and placing the right people and then and doing all things, but, um, and then the retained search thing of it. How do you differentiate yourself that with that, with that and the retained search side? You want to go? Um, I, the primary thing that we do is making sure we're disciplined on our end and that's where i go back to like discipline and courage that we're talking to the people who actually make the decision so that sounds like a little thing but for us it's you know there's not we want to make sure there's no third party when we're recruiting on things so we're not talking to you know paul who is this intermediary between us and the decision maker so whether it's a human resources person talent acquisition person executive assistant administrative assistant the people person in the right so it's kind of that person to keep us away so when we talk to a client and then basically we say hey we will absolutely take care of the position but we're going to prioritize it they need to prioritize short conversation. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes, sometimes it takes 10. It's mm-hmm. not all that complicated what right. they're looking for, but we don't want to hear it from somebody else. We want to hear it from them. So kind of our policy is, hey, if you can't take 30 minutes out of your day to get back to us, yeah, yeah. we're going to lose the candidates mm-hmm. anyway while you're doing whatever. Um, it must not be that important to me. So it's a good point. It's yeah. just as important what business we don't take as what business we do, because then we can spend more time with our clients that are giving us what we need in order to be successful. But it also tells you about the culture of that company. Sure. Right? Like yep. if, if it's not a, a priority to them, it might not be a priority for them to grow either. Right? So maybe it's not the right person to work with. Yeah. <laughs> it's and qualifying. So yeah, exactly. It's qualifying. And for us, the 
I've never claimed to be the best recruiting company on the planet, period. I've claimed to be really, really great with companies that allow us to partner with them. Right. There, I can tell you right now that we're better than every recruiter on the planet for 10 of the companies we work with mm -hmm. because we know them inside and out. They allow us to partner. We have the relationships. We're not, I don't want to be an order taker where we're just like, oh, hey, here's this job, Rob, go find it. Yep. I'm not going to be able to impact that. Yeah. Uh, it's never going to happen. So it just goes back to the relationships and the partnership. If you're able to partner, then you're able to deliver. Right. So the last part of it is RTB, right? So being an entrepreneur is not easy. We all know that. Tell me what motivates you guys and helps you ring the bell every day. Go out and get it. Uh, for me, it, it's evolved, right? It evolves over time. Um, and, and so I'd say right now, my perspective is that everything that we do here has our name on it. Uh, and I have the rules. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you spent, I mean, my perspective is I spent 10 years at a company that was very successful and enjoyed working there and pretty much so walked away with nothing. You know, there was no nothing tangible, and I'm not looking for a pension or anything right. like that, right? No one's going to get one anyway. We're all going to, Social Security be gone by the time we get old enough to get Right. One. So to me, that, <laughs> that's what yourself. I think is neat is for the first time, I had an opportunity to actually have ownership, true ownership, equity stake in a company, and basically that company is going to grow or not grow based on what I'm doing. Based on your efforts, your blood, sweat, and tears. Right, yeah. which, which means that the future of my immediate family when I'm, you know, starting to try to have kids and everything like that. What was you? Yeah. Well, here's the hard story. Yeah. Yeah. I have three. I have two. Two. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's not easy. So basically, to me, that's what every day's effort means. Hey, ten years down the road, three years down the road, what I can provide for my family. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's. I like that. I feel a lot more in control than I've ever been. And it was, you know, a perceived risky move, leaving a you know, comfortable job for, a, you know, uh, an industry leader and then, you know, jumping there was three of us, right, when, when I started. So it's, it was scary, but I had, you know, the support of my wife and confidence and, and uh, you know, faith in what Rob was growing. And right. it gave me a very good peek behind the curtain to see, okay. That's um, a big difference though. When up. you can see behind the, yeah. the curtain, yep. it's a big difference in whether but you're you comfortable know, making that jump or not. You know what you're getting into and you're mm -hmm. not disappointed, right? Like, oh, I thought we had a better uh, applicant tracking <laughs> system or better. No, I knew what applicant tracking system we had. Mm -hmm. It was good enough, mm -hmm. we're good to go. Yeah. So. All right. So talking about that, I went to it real quick, but uh, you know, there's a, a poem that I always reference. It's my dad's poem from, from Vietnam. And it's basically says that, don't be afraid to step away from the secure life and then sort of advance and grow yourself. Um, because being uncomfortable will make us all grow. Mm -hmm. Right, that's basically the synopsis. I could, I could repeat it, but I'll just start crying. So uh, <laughs> that's basically the synopsis of it, right? And um, so what about what about you? Yeah, so for me, it's, it's changed over the last six years. Mm -hmm. So, from day one, right? Quit my good job, take zero dollars, you know, no paycheck. So I was driven to, hey, I gotta go make money. I gotta bring e clients. Yeah, kill the e exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was like, all right, I can actually do this. I'm going to figure out how to grow the team. So then you grow the team and it's still 
scary every time you hire a new person, right? Because you have to you have to pay that person. Yeah. So my main motivation these days is to make sure that the team is fit. Mm-hmm. Like I literally get out of bed and say, I need to bring in business so these guys can eat. Yep. And if I don't eat, I mean, if I don't bring it in, they're not going to be able to eat, right? Yeah. So that's the main driver for me now. Before it was different. It was like, all right, can Rob do this? Can he go make money for himself? Without a paycheck, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, no big deal. You've done that. You got yeah. it. Yep, I get it. Uh, nowadays, it's like, hey, I gotta get, I gotta get these guys to the next level in their game. I gotta support them, give them whatever they need. Yep, uh, that's my main driver. I'm, you know, I'm a people person in general. So it's like making sure these guys and the team are doing well. That's what I want to do every day. Okay, great. Well, I think that kind of tells us a lot about your business, your personalities, and, and how you're looking to grow. Um, hopefully you got some value of this, this conversation and yeah. I think that uh, it, it hopefully gives you some insight on what some other stuff you guys can do to, to help keep going, moving forward, moving the ball forward. Absolutely. Guys, thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. I don't yeah. know if I can help anyway. Absolutely. All right.